Hello, this is Masa Jati, and welcome to my podcast, Exponential Intelligence. This is episode 124, Live Conversations with Dead People, part one. In this episode, I'll be connecting with the spirit of deceased physicist Stephen Hawking and exploring his thoughts and feelings on reality, science, spirituality, and other topics. But before we get started, let me explain, because it is a new series for Exponential Intelligence, uh, what it is and what it's not. Uh, I'm not a channel, uh, I'm not a psychic, uh, through two near-death experiences, <clears throat> I've been, giving, uh, been given abilities to read pretty much anybody, uh, dead or alive, uh, and tap into, say, their records, uh, their records, just, uh, just like a DNA, it's a storehouse, um, just like a computer chip, right, all the files recorded on the computer, like logs, uh, if you've ever seen a computer log, right? Um, all the key key presses, uh, anything that you've accessed, uh, are all in logs. So very similar to that. Uh, somewhere in our DNA, I call it spiritual DNA, uh, there's a recording of all those things that have happened to you um, through the two near-death experiences, uh, through an awakening process, I call it, say, Dark Nights of the Soul. Uh, it took me about three, four years to figure all that out, come into, say, a higher state of understanding where I can actually, say, tap into uh, that spiritual DNA of anybody uh, and then read them just like you would, uh, you know, going back into, say, a, a file, uh, pulling out that file and then reading what happened around that time frame. Now, my abilities are a little different uh, than, again, like I said, psychics and uh, those type of individuals. Those are more uh, of physical form. Okay? Uh, my abilities go beyond that space, more of a, say, sub-quantum frequencies. Uh, so what that is, is quantum frequencies, they're still very tiny, um, and they create the physical reality here, but what creates the sub-quantum? Uh, what creates the quantum frequencies, right? Uh, there's even smaller or timeless uh, frequencies uh, that dictate how quantum frequencies uh, work, that dictate how, say, regular frequencies that we experience here on normal a, a day, you know, physical form. Uh, the objects and so on that we see and touch right, are dictated, again, uh, by layer upon layer upon layer. So I go to the base layer. <clears throat> so what that means is that uh, I don't necessarily, say, would pick up a name, like, say, a psychic that would, say, communicate with uh, people who've crossed over, so dead people. Uh, I actually see patterns. Right? So I don't pick up the details of the logistical of uh, the logistical life that somebody has had, but again, the patterns that they've had. Right? Um, just to explain it uh, a little further for you, and you might not get it. I'm, uh, I'm uh, I was a computer programmer um, as a trade. Uh, so if you work with databases, right? uh, I would work with the database. And in the database, you know, you have columns, right? And they're formatted. Say, like, you have a, a number column or a time, date-time column, right? You enter any number in there, and it formats it to a date and time. So, again, that's a pattern of that database. So, whatever you would enter into that column 
would get reformatted. So the content, uh, I'm not say necessarily, uh, I don't necessarily care about, uh, but how that content gets referenced or put into our say physical identity. That's what my abilities are about. <clears throat> so with that in mind, uh, this is not uh, like a psychic reading. Again, I don't connect to dead people, I, although uh, I have abilities to. Uh, more so, uh, what it is is that I connect to a higher consciousness, in this case Stephen Hawkins' uh, consciousness. I can connect to that level where he pulled down information. Now, everybody has, say, connections to, say, different consciousnesses that they tap into. Uh, in Stephen Hawking's case, uh, higher intelligence, and we'll talk about all the details of, say, the personality of this consciousness and where it comes from, uh, how it affected him, and so on, and, or how he acquired those higher consciousness uh, levels. So, uh, and the reason for this, and that's why I'm doing uh, these series, which is highly beneficial for anybody in business or just, you know, uh, just being, uh, they can use it to enhance or benefit uh, their life. For example, business individuals, uh, if you have, say, a great, these are where inventions, uh, ideas, new concepts, uh, whether they're actual, say, physical inventions, uh, trends, right, the next marketing plan, um, you know, the higher intelligence for the next wave um, of technology, all these things come from going to higher and higher levels of consciousness. So, uh, and this is what the series is really about, is allowing those individuals to say, to listen in and then get, a, get familiar with tapping into uh, those higher or different levels of consciousness where it can help uh, one, uh, their company grow and expand, you know, the, uh, to get into that precipice, the next, say, the leading edge, uh, or just life in general, right? To understand, say, the bigger picture of why we're here and then to create abundance for you, uh, whatever abundance uh, is defined by you. So that's what the series uh, live conversations with dead people is about <clears throat> uh, the name. It's just catchy, uh, and that's why we use that. Uh, so Stephen Hawking's again my first guest here. So brief history uh, is some of the books he did was brief history of time. Uh, he was known for well he didn't believe in God in the afterlife. Uh, he believed in aliens, which would rightly be so. Uh, overpopulation and AI are threat of humanity. He didn't believe in God. Uh, so let's talk about that. <clears throat> On why he didn't believe in God uh, and the afterlife. Uh, and again, just tapping into his record. Uh, it just seemed like uh, he was very disciplined uh, comes from a very disciplined family, uh, and uh, religion was shoved down his throat, from what I'm seeing. And, and him being of a different level of in intellect, right? Common sense, or, you know, the, the it, it had to add up, right? The bottom line, two plus two equals four. Uh, there's no variable, it just is, it's just a constant. So 
those questions uh, in religion that was shoved down his throat, it just didn't make sense. It, it doesn't make sense for a lot of people. Uh, so he <clears throat> he was against religion. Uh, however, you know, with that being said, just because the religion that he was say uh, being pushed upon. Uh, did not work out. Doesn't mean that uh, say God doesn't exist. It's just that reality or that distortion of say the definition of God uh, is not accurate or true. So he went. He did all he took, um, and that was his say turning point, his passion, his motivational uh, say drive, right to prove. Uh, that God does not exist. That's where it stemmed from. That's where that say that burning, uh, that ember that turned into a roaring flame for him uh, throughout his whole life stemmed from uh, just the fact uh, that religion was a push down his throat. Uh, <clears throat> and he wanted to prove it wrong. He wanted to prove that God did not exist. Uh, although, uh, again, from my perspective, uh, an error, just uh, God does not exist in that respect or in that, uh, in the way of the religion. Um, <clears throat> we've got some questions here that are very interesting from uh, individuals. Um, <clears throat> and these questions are not from, you know, going on the internet or anything. Again, just tapping into his spiritual DNA, again, his record of how he lived life, uh, and then also that higher consciousness. Um, so, this is for Stephen. Uh, during your life review, uh, did you get an understanding as why your spirit chose to experience a life uh, with severe physical uh, limitations? Uh, he... So, let's tap into, say, his understanding. Uh, and, and it... Just help him, say, understand and disconnect uh, from that space as well, that consciousness. Sometimes when we cross over, uh, we forget to disconnect from the consciousness that we tapped into to gain insight or paradigms on how we live this life. We think that that reality is the only reality, but that's only, say, a piece, um, a tiny, say, speck of sand compared to all the possible realities that are out there. You can think of it that way. The key is after you cross over, and this is for anybody, uh, is that you, say, back out and then understand that there are uh, again, trillions of other possible realities that uh, that exist as well, and we're only tapping into that one uh, speck, uh, just like any other life. So helping him disconnect from there. Uh, but getting back to the question, his life review, um, there was no life review uh, from him. Seems like as he aged... Uh, he got more and more distasteful uh, with God, which is kind of interesting uh, because he didn't believe in God or a higher source. So uh, the question that I would have for Steve is then why would you have distaste or hatred uh, towards something that does not exist, right? Or something that he tried to prove uh, his whole life. And that could be because of his severe uh, complications. Now, many people say that, <clears throat> you know, it's because of a certain disease uh, that he had those physical limitations that he, that he did. Uh, however, uh, 
if you look at the disease, and those are very few individuals from what I'm tapping into uh, that get this type of disease, um, they would have, say, similar circumstances uh, around their space. They would they would connect to uh, a reality or a consciousness um, that is of not of this world. Uh, so I would say alien type. Uh, and my definition of alien is not tiny green men or, you know, whatever we hear in the newspaper or, you know, whatever we've heard about. Alien is to me, or EI, exponential intelligence definition of alien is that um, <coughs> we all have different frequencies, just like a tuning fork, right? We all resonate at different frequencies. Um, there's a frequency of humans, uh, so I can, say, tap into you, uh, and you feel like a human frequency. Now, if you were, say, a cat, uh, or a horse, or, a, you know, a frog, a worm, whatever, you would resonate at a different frequency, just like you would with different colors, right? Uh, the color blue has a different frequency resonance than the color yellow, or red, or, or black, right? Same thing with humans, dogs, cats or something that's foreign that say, I don't quite understand. So I label that as alien. Okay? Uh, and to me, again, whether it's from another planet, uh, another universe, whatever, uh, that's beside the point. Yes, they are, uh, as I see, different realities that are out there. You know, we're not the only one. We're, we're like the tip of a pin uh, compared to all the universes that are out there. So highly possible, again with Stephen Hawking uh, coming in, that there are other, say, um, life forms that are out there, and he's uh, kind of shaking his head uh, a big yes. So, so why, uh, going back to, say, the disease that these individuals have, is that they tap into, say, a consciousness right, of alien form, and as they tap into that consciousness, what happens is over time, uh, it starts to, say, wrap uh, around that frequency of the individual, uh, and then the frequency that they're tapping into to gain insight, uh, and I bet anybody with, say, this sort of disease, as we would call it here in, you know, in this reality, uh, would have, say, the same type of outlook as, as Stephen would. Uh, and the reason being, again, that level of frequency, you bring it in over time, you start to resonate at that level of frequency. So you're not human anymore. You don't resonate at a human frequency. Well, the frequency that, uh, say, Stephen tapped into, um, the human body or a physical form is not of necessary. It's a not a necessary part of being. It's just an existence. Uh, it's more of a consciousness, uh, say, in their world or in that reality uh, that, uh, that he tapped into. So with that in mind, what happens over time is that, well, uh, the body, as you saw Stevens, uh, start to say crumble and get tighter and tighter and tighter, or smaller and smaller. Uh, say if he lived long enough, and if that was possible, he would literally just be a tiny, say, ball, almost like a marble size. Uh, because again, uh, the human form or physical density cannot exist 
from that frequency. Um, by the way, I'll be doing a, um, a meta-healing on bringing in, say, the consciousness that Stephen Hawking uh, tapped into, uh, and I can guarantee for most of you, you will feel that frequency of compression uh, as these frequencies come into you. It's a great opportunity uh, for you to see and experience that. Uh, it is safe, uh, because I do, say, reconnect you with, say, your human frequencies. So for further understanding, uh, let me put it this way, uh, just so we get a better idea on what this means. So think of it this way. Um, say you have uh, a couple, right? Now you've seen this, a couple or you know somebody that uh, has a pet, right? Usually a dog. Uh, over time, they love each other so much, what happens to them? They, their frequencies start to integrate. And then as their frequencies start to integrate, uh, what happens to their structure, right? They start looking like the other person or, more extreme, uh, their pet. So how does that happen, right? How does the physical form transform or shift like that? Uh, again, because you allow those frequencies, say, to migrate or integrate into you. Uh, in this case, in this example, uh, out of extreme love or compassion or completeness. Uh, again, it might not be, say, the best scenario of love, but this is just an example. Uh, and then over time, like I said, they start shifting and they start looking alike. Okay? Same thing here. Stephen Hawking is at some point, from what I'm seeing, around, say, 17 years old, uh, he started getting the inkling, the intelligence, uh, almost praying uh, so to speak, I can see himself. Uh, I can see him uh, as he comes in. Um, yeah, uh, really tough. Uh, he didn't quite fit in well. Uh, he had a higher understanding already, okay? and we won't talk about that aspect. Uh, again, that's in a, probably another podcast. He had a higher understanding. He could see the world from a different perspective, more calculating, more, say, mathematics. Right? Uh, not a lot of emotions, so to speak. Emotions became void uh, at a young age for him. So he basically started to pray, which is uh, opposite of what you would think. Uh, and he would pray to something to, say, open up that higher intelligence. And lo and behold, uh, something did open up around, say, 17, 18 for him. Uh, and that was the first time uh, he felt really, say, connected to something. Right? Uh, now, other people might be calling it God. Right? They're like many of you. Something, you know, your life is very desperate. What do you do? You pray to God, but then God doesn't answer. And then you pray to anybody or anything. And then, say, a light or something comes in. And you think, say, that's God or what I call pure source. Um, uh, and you think... You know, it, it gives you enlightenment. In, in Stephen Hawkins' case, it gave him his say, uh, his genius, or the start of his genius. So he would actually get from the beginning some of his abilities were say future vision. So he could sense, say, especially like on math equations uh, and so on, like that. And he would even, uh, from what I'm seeing, like derive math equations uh, or solve math equations uh, that the professors didn't uh, yet even think about, 
from what I'm seeing. So that came in from that, uh, again, that space, uh, that consciousness that opened up for him. Uh, and he thought that was a good thing. Okay? Uh, so when you're young, uh, those frequencies don't quite bother you much. Just like, you know, when you're young, you play, I played a lot of sports. It doesn't bother you much back, you know, when you're young. But as you get older, you know, those old aches and pains come back. Same thing here with him. As he was younger, those frequencies uh, not bothering him as much, but then over time started to distort him more and more as those frequencies would basically envelop him. So, hence, uh, that's why he was say, severely uh, disabled. Uh, as he rose to higher higher levels of, say, uh, intellect. Uh, I don't want to say consciousness, because that's only, say, one thread. Uh, again, there's trillions of different, say, layers of consciousness. Um, so your physical capacity uh, was extremely limited, but your mental uh, capacity... Uh, and intellectual endeavors uh, were impressively expansive. Uh, did you ever make a deal with the devil to exchange your physical vitality with a brilliant mind for worldly achievement? Uh, in this scenario, uh, again, tapping into Stephen Hawking's, say, records, uh, no, he did not. Um, if he did, <clears throat> most individuals who say sell their soul to the devil uh, are usually uh, wanting, say, fame from an ego standpoint, uh, or money, or control. Uh, Stephen was not like that type of person. He just wanted, say, to prove uh, that there is a higher level of intelligence, say, that created uh, or dominated uh, this physical reality. Uh, again, the, um, the sub-quantum frequencies that I talk about. So he was talking about that higher understanding. Right? Uh, so that's what he was after. So, uh, just be, so he did not sell his soul. Uh, uh, he did connect to a benevol uh, benevolent frequency. And I call this a benevolent frequency, and you might go, well, why benevolent uh, if he's getting destroyed physically? Um, <clears throat> uh, it's a very simple answer to that question. Uh, it's because that frequency is not about harming you. It's for you to understand it and then adapt or use an adapter so it does not harm you. Uh, its intent is not to harm. It's just something that is. For example, the sun, I would call that benevolent. But if you stayed out in the sun, right, long exposure, uh, you would die from it. Same thing here. Right? It's your opportunity to do something or change or adapt or translate those frequencies that you're getting into, say, human frequencies for you. So, um, so there is no, say, again, selling his soul to the devil to um, <clears throat> uh, to accommodate, uh, you know, the worldly achievement. 
uh, to move on? Or did you think your physical deformities come from the alien intelligence that you connected with uh, that your human body couldn't uh, handle such heavy voltage uh, of alien frequencies? So uh, whether it's heavy or light frequencies, just think of it this way. Uh, and I did a podcast um, uh, actually, not a podcast. Uh, it's New Realities. Uh, it's, I think it's on the website, or if you, you know, Google it, <clears throat> Masajani New Realities. Uh, I talk about, say, aliens and why they're highly intellectual or more so than human form. And I'll just get into that brief synopsis here, uh, a synopsis of of why that is, uh, because uh, at the density that we create right here. Okay. We have to say dumb down or lower our frequencies to create the density. So as we lower f our frequencies to create this density, right, uh, we don't have access to our higher knowledge uh, or that timeless being that we are. So to create density, we have to commit or be involved or be more a, a cemented in space-time, that fourth coordinate that creates space. Uh, I mean, it creates density here. Uh, the higher we are, the higher we resonate, the higher frequencies, the less connected we are to that fourth dimension, uh, which means our capacity that exists within all of us uh, are free to access. Uh, <clears throat> and if we really understood ourselves, uh, void of just space and time and awakened, uh, we would have, say, 100% of our beingness or our abilities, almost like a godlike uh, type of individual, but again, much lower. Uh, so with this, with this example, um, being of a higher intelligence, right? Uh, again, alien type intelligence. What happens is that well, they don't create as much frequency; hence, they have more access to the higher level of intelligence that are that is available to us if we resonated at that same frequency. And that's why as we got heavier, again, with his physical form, resonating at those higher frequencies, physical densities could not exist, hence issues with human form. The key is, or our main objective in this reality, because people always ask me, you know, what's my life goal? What's my life purpose? Why are we here? Uh, it's simple. It's to create enough density and then realize uh, the timeless being that we are. So to have all the capacity of our timeless infinite being that we are in a dense form. That's our objective. But again, that's another uh, podcast. Uh, let's get back to Stephen. Do you understand the universe now? Uh, what is it and why it exists? Uh, so for that <coughs> question, excuse me. Again, tapping into the higher consciousness. Um, and I'll just... Uh, paraphrase what the higher consciousness says, senses. Um, uh, we've always understood uh, the universe, uh, much more so than, say, any human form. Um, uh, the reasoning is of what uh, Moss 
uh, described to you. Uh, but our universe is only, say, one of trillions that are out there trying to create, say, a density or a reality. Uh, as we ascend to a higher understanding, uh, if you... As we ascend to a higher understanding, all these realities would soon mesh into a oneness. So what that means in lay form is that imagine that there are trillions of different experiments happening with, say, density uh, or time-bound beings and then timeless beings. Uh, we are all the same. Uh, whether you're from this planet, another universe, uh, at your core level, we are all the same. So as we send higher, or as these experiments prove successful, um, those bubbles of, say, universes, realities that we live in, the trillions, we blend into one, uh, we combine, and eventually... Again, the objective is to become into a oneness, not just of human form, but then all the living say, uh, beings that are out there uh, in existence, no matter what level we're at. So that is how the universe works. Uh, this universe does not need to exist uh, for us to exist. Uh, what he knew, or what Stevens uh, is connecting with, is that um, he's very playful, actually, from what I'm seeing, very excited to see what he sees now. His knowledge, uh, again, would just be a smidgen compared to the knowledge or the access that he has now. Again, he can overlook all the experiments that are going on. So imagine, he was just tapped into one, and there's trillions around. So again, it's like a little kid in a candy store from what I'm seeing. Uh, is the universe the same as you understood uh, as ex uh, or expected? Uh, he's saying no, uh, not at all. Um, because of the answer that uh, he gave us, from the last question. Very, very different. Uh, you know, we think that this universe has certain laws and restrictions and it's guided by, say, one single principle. Uh, however, that might be true, and that's why we've created, say, this much density. Right? There could be, say, other... Um, there could be other experimentations. There could be other... Uh, methods to create, say, the same level of density. Say, for example, that you wanted to go to France. Right? There are different ways, depending on what country that you're taking off from, to go to France. Right? So, from him, uh, from what Stephen is telling me, it's like, I only figured out one way, say, from the U.S. to go to France, and I thought that was how, say, this reality existed, and that was the only way. And for many scientists, be mindful or be aware. Give me a heads up uh, for all those scientists out there. Um, oh, 
something about scientists not very impressed um, with them because they don't have the future vision that um, well, some of the bigger or greater scientists do uh, have. So, uh, again, something aside, uh, he's very talkative. So overall, yes, this this Earth does exist on certain principles. However, if we were intelligent enough, uh, we could have, say, created the density or the physicality that we say experience in it, all its beauty and grandness uh, in many different ways. Uh, do you think your contributions uh, had brought the human human uh, closer to truth? Uh, in some respects, yes, and then in some respects, no. Um, so, so what that means from Stephen's point of view is that, uh, in a lot of respects, it opened up, say, the doorway to understanding higher levels of knowledge, higher levels of understanding. Uh, but then it closed the door to all the other possibilities that were out there that were also available for us. Right? Uh, and that's a warning again to a lot of say, scientists or inventors or uh, conceptualists. Um, just because you have proof uh, and something, uh, you get feedback that it works. Yes, it does work. Uh, but that doesn't mean that that is the only way it works. If you could bend the rules, if you had the abilities to bend the rules, you could create another paradigm. If you were awakened enough, as I am, and that's Stephen, uh, as of now, uh, I could have created many ways. He's showing me egg salad. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, egg salad. Oh, uh, he must have loved egg salad or something like that. Um, I guess there are different ways. Uh, he had 12 different ways of making egg salad from what, what he's telling me. So, uh, And none of those ways uh, are incorrect, right? They're all correct. So the same thing with uh, the expansion of, say, humanity's awareness. This is a meta-healing on bringing in, not Stephen Hawking's, uh, but his, the consciousness uh, that uh, Stephen Hawking's connected with. So uh, whether you're sitting or standing or lying down, getting comfortable where you are, just noticing, say, your surroundings, noticing the space around you. Taking that deep breath in. And then exhaling, letting go whenever you're ready, starting to relax. If you're new, meta-healing, where I guide you into a nice deep state of meditation, so we take a deep breath, and again, inhaling through the nose, and then I'll work on you on several different layers, right down to your source code, as we exhale. Together we combine efforts, and that's where the massive transformations you may have heard about 
or experienced yourself come about. On the exhale again, just noticing your space, noticing you, noticing you within your environment. And then another breath in, in the same way, holding, uh, releasing, letting go, asking ourselves, <clears throat> how do I connect to pure source even stronger? Again, that question, how do I connect to pure source even stronger? Or if you'd like, how do I become my limitless self? As we settle in, Settle in into our solar plex, right into the uh, right into the ribs, right between your ribs in front. And whether you think about Stephen Hawking's or you don't, it doesn't matter. And as a note, not bringing at the actual Stephen Hawking's. Uh, but pulling in his consciousness or the consciousness that he rose to to access the knowledge uh, that he blessed us with. <clears throat> Let's go ahead and take a nice, strong, deep breath in again, again from the solar plex right between your ribs. Holding. And then releasing. So as I generate those frequencies <clears throat> that mimic or take you into the consciousness of Stephen Hawking, notice how your body feels. Uh, and it's interesting. <clears throat> you might even notice, uh, say, a metallic uh, taste in your mouth. might not be for all, uh, but for a good number. Good number of listeners. We ascend to those levels of consciousness. Thank mm -hmm. you. 
for those who are sensitive. Um, might not be feeling comfortable. Uh, that's because <clears throat> the consciousness that he tapped into is not of human form, hence disturbing uh, your human frequency. So let's see if we can put that uh, filter or what I would call a translation kit, um, transforming those frequencies into a language that won't distort our physical form. a frequency that's beneficial to our human understanding uh, of the intellect that he ascended to. Without destroying the mechanism, hence the physical body uh, of that being. Let's go ahead and take a strong, deep breath in from the chest, the solar plex area, again, anchoring us down, especially for those who are getting a little distorted. Pulling you back.
Just noticing your breath. For those who are interested, once uh, that pathway is open to that consciousness, you can tap into it easier with a little practice. Uh, you can re-listen to this meta-healing if you'd like. Go ahead and leave you in this space for as long as you wish, as long as you stay in this space. Uh, you'll, you'll be connected to the mastermind. In this case, a little different. Uh, it's the mastermind of not just the group, but the consciousness. Uh, Stephen Hawking has opened up. And it is distorting for a lot of people. Uh, so I'll pull you out. Let's go and take a nice deep breath in for those who want to end the session. On the exhale, noticing the sternum, noticing your bone structure, your skeletal system. Opening your eyes, connecting to something, or looking at something inanimate, carpeting the floor, uh, the wall, ceiling, whatever it might be. Feeling relaxed, refreshed, or if it is a detox, whatever uh, that you might be feeling. This concludes episode 124 of Exponential Intelligence. Tune in next week for episode 125, part two of Live Conversations with Dead People, where I share more of the thoughts, insights, and feelings from my discussion with ceased scientist Stephen Hawking. This is the first time we have done a show with communication with someone on the other side and would love to hear your thoughts, comments, suggestions of other people uh, you would like me to read or interview on this series, as well as some of the questions that you might want to ask them, if you could. Now's your chance. Please email us at masei at masajati.com. That's M-A-S-E-I at masajati.com. With your feedback, take care and notice what you notice. Start noticing the details of what you notice.